This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. How is everybody doing? Let's get right into it today because we are joined by the newest member of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Well, there's two new housewives of Beverly Hills, but we're here with the one and only Sutton Strack. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's going on? How is your quarantine going? My quarantine, I think we're entering week six and I have three teenagers at home. So if you hear anything in the background, it's the boys being loud. So, you know, we're just doing like everybody else. I didn't even realize we're in week six. I've lost track. I stopped watching the news. I am counting every day and my dishwasher runs every day. That's the, that's the big thing. Like how many dishwasher runs in a day? About four. Really? Yeah. This, this is what happens from being at home with children. With three kids that eat a lot. How old are your children now? They're 13, 16 and 17. So that's, so you're doing the homeschooling thing. Well, yeah, except for now, right now the boys are on spring break which, you know, really they needed because they hadn't gotten a chance to like just hang out and play video games all day for a while. So I'm glad they did that. I heard homeschooling is so tough. I mean, I don't have children, which is fine, but from all my friends, they're like homeschooling is the hardest thing ever. No, actually I live for it because it starts again next week. And so then they'll actually have classes to do. At least it gives some structure. That makes sense. And they're still like taking exams and stuff. So they have to do their work. You just have to. It's like real school. 
Yeah. Well, this, I think I was being kind of lax before and I let them just like stay in their pajamas and whatever. This week I'm making them actually get dressed in something and go to an area of the house that's not their bed so that they have to take a class like somewhere that looks presentable and not just, you know, in their sheets. That's smart. I mean, I do the same thing. Like I've switched where I've been recording these episodes like six times since this thing started. And I think I finally found like the perfect where I'm comfortable and the background looks okay. Like I've just switched it up so many times. I like your pink behind you. I, I did the same thing. I was, well, I, except I'm not switching. I'm like, this is just where it's going to stay because I'm not tech savvy. So I'm like this, I know how to do. I can do this one. I am not tech savvy at all whatsoever in any way, shape or form. And it's, if I'm not at this point, it's never going to happen. Exactly. Look, I'm 48 years old. What am I going to do? It's just, this is what it is. So tell me about you. Like, where did you grow up? I know you're from the South. I mean, I, I know, but share with the viewers, the listeners, where, where you're from. Right. I'm from, I forgot to turn off my notification. So I apologize if they start dinging at you. I haven't heard anything. Um, I am from Augusta, Georgia. So I was raised in Augusta. My mother was from Charleston. My dad was from Texas. So very Southern. I did not, I don't think I left um, past the Mason-Dixon line until I was 23. So, you know, I was really like raised Southern totally. So you grew up with like just the typical Southern upbringing? Yeah, just, you know, Augusta is not a small town. It's a kind of a medium city, like 250,000 people. So it's not little, um, but we kind of stick to ourselves a little bit. Um, And I went to a fine arts high school there. So that was, it was a public fine arts high school. So that was kind of fun. I mean, we had cool things to do there growing up, but I did leave. And did you go to school for ballet or because I know you went to New York after that for ballet. Is that what you went to high school for? Yeah. So in high school, I was, I was a ballet dancer. And then in the school, we took ballet and then I did like acting stuff. We did everything. Like I did as many things as I could um, while I was there. And then um, I did, I went to college in, in South Carolina and kept dancing there and then danced after college, moved to New York as an aspiring dancer and choreographer and realized that it's, um, it's really hard living on like $150 a week in New York City, which is what uh, I was Yeah, so you really were doing like the starving artist thing. Yeah, 100%. I was, um, I was a live-in nanny, so I could take classes all day and do stuff for dance. And then like at four, I would go and take care of these kids. And, you know, New York kids are interesting because really moms go out almost every night. So that was sort of my life for a year. Like just taking care of these kids and and thinking about like how I was going to do this dance career. And I think while I was there, I just changed my mind. Um, I will always be a dancer and I kept dancing, but I moved from being a nanny to working for um, a choreographer named Merce Cunningham, um, which was a big dance company, very renowned throughout the world. And I started working for him, became very close to him and started working in development, raising money for him. So that was kind of my transition in dance. And you loved what you kind of transitioned into. I did. I mean, you know, it's, it, I love to raise money for something that I feel really passionate about. So I felt passionate about Merce and I got to be in the studio every day and I took classes every day. So it was a good way for like baby steps out of being a professional dancer into just being in the dance world. So yeah, no, it was a great experience. That's perfect. And then how did you end up from there to Beverly Hills or California? Was there any stops along the way? 
there were lots of stops along the way. I um, got married in New York and had my first baby in New York. And then 9-11 um, happened while I was pregnant and it just freaked me out. So a year later, I moved to Augusta and um, my husband's job at the time, he could do it kind of remotely. And so we lived in Augusta for five years and I had two more children. And then his job took him to London. So we all moved to London, including my baby grand piano. Crazy. Why? Wow. What? Why? And then you had to have the piano with you, I didn't you? I can't not have my piano with me. And so we took the piano to London and then like a year and a half later moved to California. Did you at least play the piano when you were in? Of course I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, stranger things have happened. People, some, you know, people have moved pianos and then not played them. No, no, no. I play it. And actually, it was so funny. When we moved to California, I had it cleaned and redone because the move is a lot for the piano. And he was cleaning out the piano. And my son's Shrek toothbrush, he had learned how to, like, put it in the thing and kick it into the strings. Wow. Notes were sounding funny. I'm like, what is this? It was a Shrek toothbrush. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that piano. And where was your apartment in New York? Like, were you down near the Trade Center or no? You were uptown? No, no, I was on the Upper East Side. Um, I worked in the, what's now, the Meat District. I right. Before it was like the Fashion Meat District. I was there when it was actually like meat hanging on the hooks. Oh, I remember those days, yes. Yeah. So, like, get off the 14th Street subway and I would walk down um, Washington to Bethune Street. So, that's where, I, that's where I worked, but I lived up in the 80s in Upper East Side. Yeah. So that's nice. And then did you settle into Beverly Hills life very quickly? When we first moved to California, we lived in Laguna Beach, California. And that was a tricky one for me because I, kind of, I lived in New York for a long time and loved London. And so I see myself as sort of a city girl. So it was hard to, Laguna is beautiful it's really laid back, you know? So it, it was, um, it was a tough adjustment. So four years later, I was like, we've got to move to LA. I need city. I know some of the OC housewives and they're all very laid back. Did you know any of them when you lived there? Like no. Heather, like Heather or Vicky or any of those? No, I didn't. Um, I, I remember that my manicurist was Vicky's manicurist. That's the only, that's as close as I got. And I, I went to the same gym as Tamara. So I would see her every now and then, but um, no, I didn't really know any of them. So were you so happy when you came to Beverly Hills? Were you like, okay, at least this is a step towards the city? Oh, hell yeah. I was like, thank God. You're like, thank God. It's hard to complain about Orange County because it's so beautiful. But I just like, you know, I love museums. I'm on the board for the Museum of Contemporary Art here. And I'm on the board for American Ballet Theater. Like, I like doing stuff like that. So I needed to kind of get back into that world. And then tell us about being on the top party host in 2017, the top 100. Has this come up yet in any interviews? No. And it's so funny because I'm like, I don't even know what that is. I'll admit it, as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, 
I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority. And I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Well, you were on it, and so was Oprah, and so was Michelle Obama. I know, it's like good company. Well, it's, you know, I like to give parties. I was like, okay, I'll take it. It says that you were, like, notorious for some of your, like, A-list celeb parties that you threw. <laughs> well. Who is, it, like, who is one of these celebrities, like, like a Madonna or a Cher, like a Brad yeah, Pitt? pretty much. It was me and Madonna and Cher. <laughs> Whitney came a couple of times. No, I don't know who the celebrities were. And you didn't invite me? Like, I don't know. I, I thought so- we were... Now that I know you, I'll, I'll send you an invite. My Christmas party is pretty good. Thank you. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. So yeah, but you are on this list and it just, every time it just, it comes up. So really nice. It's very nice to know. There are worse things to be on than uh, with Oprah and Obama. Yeah. Well, we, we, we have so much in common. No, I'm just kidding. Kidding. Um, yes, exactly. Um, so let me see. So you settled in the Beverly Hills and then did you know, so like, was the show already on the air when you got there? Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or this is way back before it even started like 10 years ago? I moved here. It will be nine years. So it must've already been on. Yeah. It it must've just started. Did it just, or had, or it was about to start or something. I don't know timeline really well, but Yeah. And then did you know any of the women like way back then, like Adrian or like Lisa Vanderpump? Like, were you kind of? No, you know, I met Adrian at a party when I first moved here, but she probably wouldn't remember. But I remember seeing her and met her for a fundraiser. Um, I knew Lisa Renna. That was really it. So. And that's really the person you knew before coming on the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know anybody else. And then I also saw in, I don't know where I saw this in some article where you said, in a way you're very non-Beverly Hills because you don't do any Botox. Yeah, I'm rethinking that. I I was going to say, no, I think like if you're not doing Botox and you look like this, like, please tell me what you're doing over here. When you see yourself on TV, like I did last week, I was like, oh, I think maybe I should go in line for the Botox. I did, um, Kyle dragged me to see her friend nurse Jamie and she did filler on me and I was like I and I was like I don't even know what filler is but let's do it it's fine and it was sugar based so I felt good about that like putting injecting poison into my face makes me a little nervous I'm just nervous about it but I look I might be getting a head to toe whole body something this summer you just never know well, I have a lot of poison in my face and I've been getting it for many years and I am just, I am a big 
fan of it. And I, know, um, like, I was missing the boat on this, so maybe I'll try it. But, at, you know, at the end of quarantine, I think I'm going to need to go somewhere myself. That's going to be the first thing. I think thing. there's going to be, the lines from the grocery store are going to move to the lines at, at all of those Botox centers. Well, especially in Beverly Hills, right? Oh, yeah. It's going to shut down Beverly Hills. For sure. I want... Well, my whole thing, especially with like maybe New York or Beverly Hills, like I wonder if people are, I would think like having house calls. I mean, as much as people are supposed to be, this is where my mind goes. Not that I want one. I'm just like, right. I would think some people are throwing a certain amount of cash to somebody I'm to get sure. house yeah, calls. I'm sure. I mean, that's, that's got to happen and you have to be careful with it. I just think things, especially on your face, I would be nervous about. But, yeah, you know, that's all. So tell us about the Sutton concept. Well, so my store is called Sutton and our website is the suttonconcept.com because sutton.com was taken. It's my name, which is weird. And it took a lot of convincing to get me to do it. But the logo is my dad's. He was an architect and it was, it's his handwriting that we found. So that's why I did it. That's why I named it that. Um, it's, ba- it's a concept store. So everything is for sale in the store, the furniture, the clothes, the art, just everything. So you walk in and it's an environment and it's really just like, come have a glass of champagne, sit down, relax. There's no like pressure on buying anything. Just enjoy the view there, the vibe. Interesting. So you come, you have a glass of champagne, you sit on a couch, you look at some artwork and you're like that piece of artwork over there. Well, I actually want it. Like that's how it works. Totally. See, that's what you do. You give them a little champagne and then the next thing you know, they have to have the dress on a mannequin. That's how that works. I like it. And how did you, like, where did this come about? Like, how'd you decide to start this? I have been wanting to open a store for a long time. In fact, I've had that space for over three years. It'll be four years now in August. And I never got the nerve to do it. And, um, you know, I went through a divorce a few years ago. And so when that happened, it kind of inspired in me to find my inner strength to do something that I've always wanted to do. And I love fashion. I love art. I'm a big art collector. Um, I love like silver and collecting English silver and things like, and jewelry. So it's like throwing everything that I love into one place. That's nice. And how do you decide? You just, something catches your eye just out and about? It's been really fun. I was in Paris in um, January, thank the good Lord, before all of this happened. And our Paris um, shipment just came in last week. And I haven't even really gotten to put my hands on it yet. Um, Because I went to the flea market and just found a bunch of stuff. It was really fun. I have um, some designer friends. And so a lot of the clothes that we have in the store uh, are people that I know. No, I would say all of the clothes that we have in the store are people that I know, designers that I know. So it's like my little family there. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's been super fun. It's stressful, but it's fun. That's nice. And we're going to get into some of these designer friends in just a oh, minute. Okay. All good, all good. So now as, so did you know before, like so b- before you were involved in the show, like throughout the years, like did you know any of the other women? I mean, I know I asked when it first started, but like, did you know like Kyle or Kim, Brandy, like nobody really except Brenna? Oh, no, I knew Brandy. Brandy and I have a common friend. And so I know her socially. She's come over to my house a couple of times. And so that's the only one that I, that I ever really knew besides Lisa, yeah. And then how did you, how did being on the show this season come about? Like, how'd you get cast? Like who came to you, who approached you? How did that all start? Um, you know, casting comes to you and it took me a couple of years to be convinced. 
And um, I was remembering a few years ago, I went to lunch with Lisa Renna and my friend Jennifer Tilly and was like, you know, they've come to me. I don't know what to do. And Lisa said, here's the thing. If you do it, you've got to be prepared. You share everything of your life and it's really tough, but it's really great. And so I was like, yeah, I don't think I can do that right now. So then last year I thought, I think I can do this this year. So that's how, that's how that whole ball got rolling. That makes sense. And right, like Lisa Ren has been really vocal about, you know, and that's her big gripe with like other cast members from the past of like, which I don't disagree with. Like if you're coming on a reality show, you have to just bring it all. And if something bad happens, that's just your life. Like that's what you signed up for. Yeah. So, and there you go. And, and to actually be yourself and not be a character of who you want to portray yourself to be. I think that that, and honestly, already from watching the first episode, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm such an asshole. (laughs) We're going to get into the first episode too. There, we have a lot of things to get into. Um, so it was really Lisa Rinna. And then you in the past, you decided you weren't ready. Now you're like, I'll bear it all. I'm ready. How did your friendship, because I know you're, you've seen your Instagram. How did your friendship with uh, Jennifer Tilly come about? Um, I think we met Cameron Silver. I don't know if you know him. He's great. And he ends the store decades. He's connected me with several people. And I think that that's how I met Jennifer was through Cameron. And we just hit it off. We're like sisters. I love her so much. We laugh and we cry we play together it's just we have a a, a, a real bond I, I adore her that's great yeah. and so once you signed up and you made this decision and started like filming how was that were you like okay this is exactly what i expected or you're like oh my god what the hell did i get myself into no i think when you when when we first started i was just by myself so that was easy you know i can just walk around my house and do things that wasn't hard um, the first time I met all of the girls, I didn't film with anybody until we got to New York. So it was, um, that was the most nerve wracking part. I was nervous for sure. So you flew here on your own, et cetera, et cetera. And they're like, this is where you're meeting everyone. Yeah. Well, yeah, I have an apartment in New York, so I didn't stay in that hotel. I stayed in my apartment and, um, you know, just did everything that they did when I got there. Are you still on the Upper East Side now? Yes. I mean, I figured yeah. so. No, well, yes, it's a great apartment. It's a, well, it's a sweet apartment. It's very like, not, it's not crazy. Cause you know, I'm not there all the time, but it's, um, it's a great apartment. I love going there. In fact, I've been missing it, especially now. Somebody posted a picture of the tulips on Park Avenue. My apartment's on Park Avenue. I'm like, oh, I miss them. I want to go see the tulips. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. That's a good, so I, I usually go to like the Regency and like Park and 61st and I have friends in like the 70s. It's a good area. But next, next time you're there, we'll probably pass each other on the street. We'll have a drink. Yeah. It's good to split your time, right? The Regency is good. It's good people watching. There's a lot that goes on at the Regency. And yeah. like 
Cafe Carlisle. That's like my other favorite. Me too. I really? Love- before I bought an apartment in New York, I always stayed at the Carlisle. So I got to know them really. I was really sad. Um, one of the, what's what's his name? The doorman, not the doorman, the concierge left. And I loved him. And he took such great care of me. I think he's it, like Thailand or something now. It's like such a nice space. It's a great place for a drink. It's like, it's never too crowded, but it's crowded enough. It's just, I don't know, like that, the mark and the Regency, that's like my trifecta. Girl, you're speaking my language right See? now. Yep. I live downtown, but I go out on the Upper East Side all the time. So yeah. I, I live uptown, but go out downtown. It's I'm so like, funny. Everybody's like, why do, you live, why do you have an apartment uptown? I'm like, because I like it. It's quiet here. And then I like to go be the, like with the freaks downtown. And I'm like the opposite. I love, like, I like live in Chelsea. I've always lived in Chelsea yep. or the West Village. I thought of moving uptown this year, like to that very area, like park and all that. And then yep. after like a month, I was like, what was I thinking? I'm like, if I don't have this like juxtaposition. Quiet. Like, yeah. 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 It's like, it, it's not for me. So how did your fashion ties come about? Like, I know like you're really good friends with like Dolce & Gabbana and I've seen them on your Instagram and I know they're like, they've had pieces in your store. They're involved with your store somehow. Like how did all that start? Um, my Dolce, I think we, in fact, Jennifer and I went to Capri, went for their, I think it was their second Altimoto show, which is like their couture. And, um, and we get, we got hooked. I was never a Dolce girl before. I don't have that kind of body. So um, it was, I was like, okay, I'll go try it. And then you just fall in love with both Stefano and Domenico and just their whole staff. It's just, they're the nicest, most giving people. And it was my first time to Capri and I stayed for a week after the show. I actually stayed for like three weeks after the show, their fashion show. And I was like, oh, I get it. They really bring the area where the show is to their clothes. It's very specific and they love Italy and it just comes out and they love their clients and it's, it's truly a family for sure. And you guys just kind of fell in love with one another, like from hanging out for three weeks. Yeah. And they're big ballet fans. And, um, I don't know, we just really clicked for some reason. So I, Domenico has very limited English, but his um, partner Guy is fluent and so you can sometimes help us figure out what we're trying to say to one another it's fun and do they really make you a tiara every year they started giving me these tiaras for my birthday like i've never had a tiara in my life so i started getting tiaras for my birthday and then i was like i kind of dig it so i started yeah. to, I was like, well, maybe i'll buy so you just get you get addicted they're addictive Be i mean careful. the ones we saw on the show looked great yeah well those looked really headband tiara. That, well, there's more. Oh my God. Well, and like, so, I mean, you're really involved in, you know, even Lisa Rinna said it, like, you know, you buy couture, like you're involved in fashion. Week. Like, you've been in New York fashion week, like Paris fashion week, you know, and I don't mean this as like a knock to any housewives, but you know, getting, you know, people who aren't involved in the New York City fashion scene and even Paris, they don't realize it's like literally the NFL drafting. Like there's a whole hierarchy of who's sitting where and who's going to what show. And there's a lot of housewives. There's a lot of designers, like no disrespect, like that just don't want housewives there. But then like you're buying the couture, like that was least, like you have a real fashion connection as opposed to like some people that want one. And I think even, I mean, I've been to lots of New York Fashion Week shows. They're just not my favorite really because it's so crazy that week. 
um, I kind of pick and choose. And, um, and, and Paris Fashion Week too, for the, the, the Prêt-à-Porter is also like a crazy, cause you're running around Paris trying to get up to all of these shows. It's actually more fun, I think, than New York. But couture, you're there not as a spectator, you're there as a buyer. And that's the difference. Right. You go to, if you go to ready to wear shows, you're just there to look. And, you know, maybe you could tell the design house that you want that certain piece first. But other than that, you're really not there as a buyer. And in couture, you are there as a buyer. Everybody is there as a buyer. Right. It's just, it's a really different experience. I would imagine that would be. Yeah. Do you have any like one piece that you've bought like at a couture show where you're just like, what was I thinking? Like, oh my God, this was so expensive. And like, where the hell am I ever going to wear this? This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. No, I don't think so. I mean, I love everything that I buy. The only thing that I, I was going to say, the one piece that I really love that I bought, I have more like treasures that maybe I'll never wear again, but um, I have a, when Raph Simmons did his first um, couture show for Dior, I bought the cutoff ball gown with the black pants underneath. And I love that. I think it's iconic for Raph and Dior. I thought that show was beautiful. And I really, I'm a collector more. So I've, I've worn it, I think twice and just kind of keep it in the closet in my inner, one of my interview looks that I have the green is, um, uh, it was actually my, it was my second purchase from uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier, his couture. So, you know, I have all of the, and like bring them out sometimes, but no, I haven't, I haven't regretted any part of it. My, my checkbook might regret it, but I don't. Seriously. I mean, yeah. I've had some things I bought, you know, and I'm like, why did I buy this? But that's good that you haven't had any regrets. If you think about it, for me, it's like collecting. It's like buying art. So then you can't really regret that. You can't you know, really even put a price on that, I think. Totally. It's like a collection and like it holds its value and you could always get rid of it if you yeah. really wanted. Or give it to my daughter. And, you know, they're all like in these bags that are well kept and, and my vintage pieces too. I do that for them as well. Do you have a favorite brand? Like, is it Dean, is it Dolce or? It's just I love Dolce. I love Dolce. And um, right now I was really kind of obsessed with, uh, Louis Vuitton this spring is good. So that's fun. I'm not like, that's not that. And I, I don't buy things because it's a certain designer. I just buy things that I like. Right. That's the thing. Like I, you know, I'm not a, I, I, I used to love Dior. Um, but Dolce kind of stole my heart a couple of years ago. So it's pathetic. That's good. <laughs> yeah. It's a dysfunctional, bad relationship. Right. And that's not good for your checkbook either when you're in love with Dolce. No. That's Dolce. just like a downward. Dolce doesn't take it easy on the tags. No, it's tough. No. So now, okay, let's get into, we've seen one episode so far. We've met you on the first episode. So now to your reference before, so how do you feel you did on this first episode? 
Well, I, well, you know, I've got to say, it's so funny how they edit everything, but mm-hmm. I really did walk into a dinner, a girl's dinner on a Friday night in New York, knowing one person and there's like 35 or 40 people there. And, you know, and I, Lisa introduced me and then she was like, bye. And so I didn't know what to do. I was nervous. And I think then when I get nervous, I rely on like my debutante skills. I just fall back to that, which I think might've been weird to some people, but it just, that way I know how I'm acting. Like, here's the table. I know where to go. So that's why I was looking for place cards. Like, I didn't know where to sit. I don't know anybody in this room. And so that, you know, place cards, everything to makes makes me feel better. Like, I like to be told, go sit there. And Erica was actually the girl that said, come sit here. She was really nice. She was really welcoming. She was like, come sit over here. So it was just crazy. It was a weird experience. Did you feel the most welcome by her just out of that quick, like I'm here and who's kind of pulling me in? Well, yeah, I mean, definitely because she wanted to make sure that I was sitting somewhere because I didn't know. And, and really from that moment, also Kyle, we bonded really quickly. She's great and she's really funny and she wants to listen to you and get to know you. She's not, um, you know, LA tends to do this when you're talking to someone, they're looking around to see who else is better to talk to. She doesn't do that. So that's, that was refreshing. New York does that in, in a different way too. In a different way. New Yorkers are different. Yeah. It's a different agenda here, but we do it. But I think you're right. It's probably more in LA. Yeah, for sure. It's more related to the business and who's who and all yeah. this other stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then did you feel not welcome? You know, like who did you feel the least welcome by out of that group? Well, I don't know. I, I don't think least welcome that weekend was tough for me because I had to get to know all of these girls and where Garcelle already knew Lisa and Denise and had a long history with Denise. And so I, I was really struggling just to kind of get time in to talk to people. Um, it, at first it was, it was rough to get to know Teddy. She was kind of quiet, but I, I'm quiet too at first. I'm not anymore. Once you get to know me, it's like, shut up. But, you know, I'm quiet. So it was just, I think with everybody, um, but she was maybe the most shy out of everybody. That's fair. And then going back to fashion, which I have a thing for fashion, you then said Erica's dress was too short. (laughs) No, the things that come out of your mouth, it's like, what's that thing? Well, it was really short. What am I going to say? It was short. And I I am a sucker for a short dress. I, am a, I love a short dress and I love shorts. So, when, I mean, it was kind of short. It, it was short. And Teddy, you said, was in a romper. Yes, that's true fact. And then with Dorit, because you thought she said Fendi, but she said Fenty, which is Rihanna's brand, and you didn't like a celebrity brand. That is not what <laughs> happened. Tell me what happened. I, and, I'm I was, not, and I'm not giving you shade. I'm just breaking it down for everyone. Okay. Well, okay, one that brand had just come I did not know about Fenty Beauty. So, but let's just start off with the first thing I said to Dorit was, I love your dress. It's so pretty. And she was like, it's Fenty. So when you do Dorit's weird accent thing, and I heard, and so I was like, Fendi? I didn't know what she was saying. Right. And 
and then you know it was the brand was really new and i remember i had read something about rihanna doing something with lvmh so i just got it wrong you know sue me i loved the dress it wasn't and it's not that i don't and the whole collaboration thing was about anybody it's like if i like something i don't care who did it right if I don't like something i don't care if god came down and collaborated with tom ford on that i just if i don't like it i don't like it and god and tom ford are pretty much up here for me so tom, you know, i don't tom like ford is way up there you know it's, i'm not gonna like it just because it's the two my two like people if i don't like, I, the, dress, I don't like the dress yeah, and I think that Dorit didn't really understand what you were. I mean, you didn't say it to her, but I think she was like, "What?" <laughs> we, I think we were all confused. Yeah, I was like, "Okay." Yeah, I was nervous. I'm like, "What am I doing here?" I don't know these people, and there's cameras all over the place, and I got to talk to everybody. It was just. When did, when did you go from that? And that you're in a different city. I mean, you kind of live in New York too, but I mean, that's like a whole added thing of like you're not really close to your full time home. Right. Well, actually, I feel sometimes more at home in New York than I do in LA, for sure. But when did you go from that of like being nervous and there's cameras and like what to expect to like, oh, there's cameras here? I didn't even realize. That weekend, the girls are all really sweet. I will say, I mean, everybody has their trials and tribulations, but we all want each other to succeed and we all want each other to look good. So it was the, that time, like they kept moving me like so that I would be in like better light or something that weekend. And then I was like, okay, I'm starting to get this. So then you can relax. You just, if you know where you are, you kind of know the jam, then you can relax and actually listen to people and not be nervous about what you're doing. Right. And did you find it like hard to speak up? Cause I've spoken to some other housewives, not Beverly Hills were like, they're like, I came onto the show and it just, I couldn't get a word in edgewise. Yeah. I mean, you got to fight. You go in there and you're fighting for just to be heard or have a story told or something. Yeah, for sure. And then the, 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 my, my friends are, you know, they've been doing this for a while, so they're professional. So it, yeah, it was hard for me. And I'm so like, I can be a little quiet sometimes. So it, that was one of the great things I think about the show is it really pushed me to get out of that part of myself quickly, quickly. You yeah. And it's a bunch of big personalities. Yeah. Who did you feel like the most close to, like just now that the whole season's over? You know what I mean? Like, is there someone you just kind of like bonded with more than everyone else? <laughs> We, um, we worked together a little bit because I bought some pieces from her fashion show to put in the store. So I had to work with her a few times on that and got to spend a little bit more time one-on-one -on -one with her than any of the other girls. Um, so, and you know, I also, I mean, Lisa is just always there. She just cracks me up and, you know, she pisses me off. She cracks me up. She makes me cry. She makes me laugh. All of it. Um, Denise I got to know, and she's really just so down to earth and very sweet. That so that was a, she felt like a comfort spot for me. If I felt uncomfortable, she she was like nurturing. So, but they they all and I I liked getting to know all of them. I really did. We had a blast, and then we had a blast. 
you had a blast and a blast. Yes. Who did you, who did you find it the hardest to get to know out of the whole group? I think Dorit. Really? Yeah. And it was funny because I thought, I think that when I first met her, I was like, I think that's who I'm going to really connect with. Cause you know, but it didn't, it took a long time to connect. She, she has a fashion background. Yes. But she was the one that was the hardest to connect with. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do you want to say anything more that, about that? I'm doing one of my confessionals. No. <laughs> <laughs> I see you smiling. I'm like, if there's something else you want to say, you don't have to hold back from me. You're amongst friends here, Sian. Oh, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> trust no one. Uh, no, I just I don't know why we just didn't get a, a lot of chance to be alone together. That was more it. I that. That was really just the only problem. And what about, you know, it's always funny. I find just, you know, you film this, you never know how it's going to get edited. You never know what's going to kind of go viral for lack of a better word. So what about this clip where you're telling Teddy that she's boring? Like, is that what have people like slid into your DMs and they're like, okay. I mean, that is the clip that gets played on loop for you, at least the most. Yeah. Well, I think Cindy might be topping that now. Yes. Um, I know I think there's more to that whole story that we're gonna get to see and I can't wait to see it either because I don't know how they're gonna do it did I say yes but I think there's more to the story that makes sense and then what about how do you were you shocked at the whole like I know we haven't seen it yet we'll see what happens but this whole thing with Denise and Denise stopped filming I mean they we did see that which was all over the press anyway, but you know. Yeah. Was that shocking? Um, Which part? That she stopped filming? The whole thing, really. Not, no. No, it didn't shock me. Where do you stand on like Denise versus Brandy, so to speak? Well, you know, I guess because I know both of them. Um, I think I'm curious because I know one side of the story and I'm curious to see the other side because I didn't, I wasn't privy to that. So I kind of haven't, I sort of think I know, but I need to get the whole, all of it before. Yeah. I, get- I need to get the whole <laughs> of it too. You know, I mean, it's so dumb. Yeah. Right. It's, Okay. This is what happens. It's like the littlest thing becomes like the whole season's main story. I mean, there's more to, there's, there's more, um, things in the whole season. It's not just that. So, and I, and a lot happened to us. It was definitely like up and down, up and down the whole season. And it's not just all about Denise. There's lots of people that have other problems too. That's good to know. Yeah. What about, like, are you in, like, are you in contact now? Like, are you still, like, very friendly and talk to Brandy and Denise a lot or just one of them? No, I, um, no, I, I've never really, like, talked to Brandy. I just know her socially. Um, Denise has really kind of gone radio silent. And maybe this is a good suggestion on how she's doing. We all, you know, we try to, keep up with one another as much as possible. I'm keeping up more with um, Kyle than anybody. And then Lisa and I had a really long text thing last night and she was great. Um, actually, Garcelle and I have both been like, 
what the hell? Like, how did you survive? Are you surviving? What is it? You know, we have that in common. So that's good to have like another person that kind of understands what I'm going through. Yeah. Like someone else that was new and kind of started with you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this is like, whew. I mean, and it really probably even more so for you in a little sense, just cause she was an actress, you know, like she was in other shows. Yes. I mean, you know, I, I, yeah, I mean, she knew what to do. She's an actress. Like that's, she's used to this and I'm just not at all. So, you know, and that's why if I fuck up, that's why. Cause I don't know what I'm doing. Did you get advice like from your cast of like how to handle like people like me, like, you know, interviews and press and like Instagram and like now people are going to be hating on you. Like, did, did anyone give you like advice? Like you could do the best thing in the world and you'll still have 800 people hate you and DM you I and comment. The, the most, the most common thing that um, the girls have told me is don't read the negative comments. And I think I just had 24 hours of reading negative comments. So I woke up this morning like, oh shit. Okay. I'm not going to look at anything today, but for 24 hours, it's like the waves are crashing on you over and over and over. It's just, it's, so we're going to take a break today. But that was the most common piece of advice. That's, I mean, listen, it's hard advice to follow, I think, especially in the beginning. Yeah, because you don't, I mean, you want to know. It's hard, you know, because everybody wants to be liked. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's hard when people don't like you. Nobody would like that. No. I mean, maybe a masochist would like that, but... I don't think most people don't like to be told how awful they are. Yeah. I, I think taking, I mean, I, I didn't even, I haven't read your comments. I'm just, you know, I just think I know how people are when these shows come back and you know, yeah. they're odd. So yeah. is it just, it's mostly on your Instagram or like people sliding into your DMS too. Yeah. And just being like, all, you know, it's all in fun. We're, you know, this, it's a show. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's fun. That's good advice. Did the, did the producers give you any advice? Like, in, you know, like in the sense of like, you're going to go from being not, re- I mean, we're in quarantine, so we can't really tell right now, but you know, not recognized to like, you're going to walk. I mean, and I know you, you know, you're connected to Dolce & Gabbana, like you've had a life before this, but right. this is just like on a different level of like, you know, no, Bravo fans and Housewives fans are like strong and deep. Oh, so I'm learning that. Like, you know, I always watch the show, but I wasn't like a super fan. Right. I'm learning. They're serious. They do not play. But now Jennifer Tilly actually told me last week, she said, you know, what's crazy about this Sutton is we're in quarantine and you're going to come, we're going to end quarantine and the show will probably be finished. We hope we'll be out before it finishes. And you're not even like, it's going to be crazy. I don't think like that. Like my brain can't even wrap around that idea. So I'm like, I'll be fine and be okay. No, you're like, you'll be stopped for pictures and people will want to, you know, talk yeah. to you. Yeah. And it means, it's, it means daily makeup, which is the worst part of it all. It's or really big sunglasses. That too. And I actually think it's like less, it's even more when you are not in New York and LA. Like if you go, airports or other places like smaller towns like i would think if you went to like augusta you would probably people would not even they would scream probably no no i don't know we'll have this conversation after quarantine 
three <laughs> weeks after, and you'll tell me if you think I was wrong. Okay, okay. And people are going to want to talk about everything. Like, I can't believe this. I can't believe Kyle did this. And it's not even going to be about you. People are going to just want yeah. to talk to you as if they know the actual people that you're, that yeah. you know. I can see that. I could see where people would do that. I would be curious too. Um, let me see. So now you're, you're, you have good relations with all the girls today. Like you speak to them. It sounds like you speak to Kyle the most, but you speak to them all. Yeah. Somebody said that half of the cast wasn't speaking. And I was like, look, we're in quarantine. I'll talk to anybody who wants to talk to me. If you want to talk to me and FaceTime with me, I am, I'm taking the call. That's I, how I feel. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my mom's calling. Yep. Taking the call today. You know, it's just, I, whoever it is, I, I'll talk to them. Well, that's what I said. Cause like everyone who knows me knows I'm like a really social person. I live alone. Like these, like working, this is truly helping me get through quarantine. I don't know what I would do if I wasn't doing the show. Me too. Cause I think I've had interviews every day this week and cause I'm very, I'm very social. I like to go out and see my friends and me get too. And I'm just like, oh, law, this is, I'm, my children are cute, but. How are they doing? Are they just like, what are we doing at home? This is horrible. Or are they just like, no, this is great. They have, I think that their generation, they're so used to playing games with their friends and talking to their friends on that. They're like, what's wrong? No, that's fine. I'm like, are y'all not going crazy? Yeah. No, no. Good for them. It's, I mean, now I'm like so used to it. Cool. Of course we love this, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Um, now just some fun questions. If you were in jail and you had to call one of the girls, who would you call to bail you out? Erica. Why? Well, her husband's an attorney. Yes. I'm not stupid. That's a good answer. What about for fashion? Who do you think has the best fashion besides yourself on your cast? Erica. Okay. Okay. And who do you think, you know, might need a little bit of help from you? These are so mean. Well, I mean, I, I think what's hard is we all have very individual tastes. And so, you know, somebody, you know, I don't prefer like Chanel on my ears. Like that's not my style. It's very, and people love that. It's just not going to be me. So I'm, I wouldn't be a good person to style people on the show. I just like to stick, I stick to myself and what I like. And who has Chanel earrings, Dorit? Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, the end. I don't mean to be. They look cute on her, but they would look ridiculous on me. You're not being mean. You, you, it's, it's me. I'm the one asking the questions. Hey, you have to you blame, you could blame everything on me. Your fault, David. Um, did you, do you know Lisa Vanderpump? No, I don't. And you know, people have asked me this and like, I'm supposed to know her. I don't know her. Um, the funny thing is that my store is a block away from all of her restaurants. So we have a lot in common. We don't have a lot in common. We're, we're West Hollywood business owners together. Um, don't see her. And I was really hoping for pride week to happen. So I've been planning my, my float. So I was like, I wonder if she does a float. She does a flow. She does? See, yeah. I don't, I don't know these things. But yeah, I was like, maybe we could float together. We that could, would be a great idea. Right? We could bookend or something. She definitely. would be cute too. 
really. Yes. When is Pride there? The beginning of June or is it the end? Because it's it's the end here. It's supposed to be at the end. Um, so we'll see. I hope that they can still do it and you know, it might Mm. be fine until fall. We don't know. I was just gonna say, because I don't even know what's going on in New York. I mean, I canceled all my plans in June, like I was gonna travel, but like I still have plans in July. I'm actually supposed to be in LA in the OC in July. Oh really? Well you can come by and see me. I was gonna say, well, Maybe some champagne. Well, you can stare at some art. We'll do that. I'll I'll go to decades. I'll do it all. Okay. But let's hope that we are traveling at least within the U.S. in July. Me too, because I'm sending my children to summer boarding school. They're gonna go to like a different school in Switzerland this summer. So you're we- gonna. So then you could really come out with me and have a drink then. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know any of the other like Beverly Hills housewives like from the past, like Joyce, like Joyce Gerard, like Carlton? No. I know I'm really not a good um, fan. I, you know what? I think that is better. I honestly, I, I talked to someone like yesterday who was on a different show. I think like when you're really not a fan, I don't know. I find it a huge turn on. It just means that you are there for the right reasons. Because I think a lot of people come on certain shows just for the fame and notoriety. No, and I did, that was not the reason I did the show at all. In fact, it was probably the reason I didn't do the show before. Because you know, I really just wanted, this was a challenge for myself. And I also thought, this is a great, it's a great opportunity. I mean, who gets asked to do this? And so why not do it when you're ready? And I'm so grateful, truly. Uh, Evolution Productions, they're amazing. and. Um, I'm just so happy I got to do it. It's been really, really great. It's great for self like reflection. Totally. And like you, but it is like, I don't need to do this show, you know, not in that kind of cocky way, but it's really was about kind of exploring more parts of myself and challenging myself to do something that was really scary. That's good. No, I mean, that makes sense. And it could be good for the business too. Yeah, well, I mean, that happened, you know, it really was serendipitous. Who knew that that was going to happen at all? I didn't. Yeah, it kind of all tied together. Yeah. What was I going to ask you? What about, like, have you, other than the mean comments and all that, like, did you see this other thing? Like, do you know Eden Sasson? Did you see this? Did anyone tell you this? No, I don't know her. Do, 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 do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Somebody, no, I haven't gone to, no, I haven't. I, no, I guess what? I will after, after I say goodbye to you, I'm going to go investigate this. Somebody else asked me, I was like, I don't know. I don't know it, her. It wasn't anything like, so she was on the show in the past. I don't even know if she's friendly with any of the current people that are on. I haven't really kept up. I, Despite what people think, I don't know every little detail at every show that's ever existed on Bravo, ever. <laughs> But I guess before the show came back, she posted like something of like the Golden Girls and meeting like, I don't even know what the point of that was. And then when it came to you, she's like, who is this? Seriously? With like a question mark. Like who hired her or something? But I think this was before she even watched you on the show. I just thought it was totally random. Okay. It's strange. It's just like, so I didn't know if you guys like knew each other or anything like that. No, well, I guess maybe she has like a hidden... Um, hatred of me for no reason. But no, I don't know her. I'm sure she's lovely. Interesting. So you would definitely like, how was your overall experience? Like, you know, you're like, you had a great time. You would come back. You want to do it again. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But one thing, you know, I didn't, you haven't asked me about was like my, the diamond carrying thing. Well, okay. This is my style. I saved the things till the end. I was okay, I see, and I keep jumping in. I'm like, I know. No, what you can jump in anytime. I just, you know, like want you to get your story out there, Sutton concept. I'm being very respectful to you. Sutton. Okay. Well, <laughs> and I thank you for that. I, I would have liked to have asked you about the diamond carrying thing within the first 30 seconds that we've been speaking, but That's I what I'm used to. So you were, you were a gentleman. Thank you. Just remember that. Yeah, okay. When you want to give an exclusive on something like six months from now, just remember who was proper to you. Okay, I will do. I'll write it down in my journal tonight. So tell us about that. Yes. So, I mean, it goes back to just like, I had a great time doing the show. And of course, I, you know, I'm hoping that I'm going to come back for a second season. Um, one of the reasons I didn't get the diamond was because I couldn't give full access to my life. So I wasn't able to film with my children. So I would love to be able to do that, to show people like, I think there's so many facets of everyone has their own facets. And with, with the housewives, they really want you to give all facets of your life to the show. And I wasn't able to. And so that's, that's what happened. Um, you know, we filmed, I did everything that, you know, but it just, we never got to that point where I was allowed to film with them. So hopefully, hopefully next season. And that was because your ex-husband doesn't want them on the show, right? Well, yes. I mean, you know, we, we co-parent and so you have to respect, um, you know, your, your co-parents wishes. That's tr true. You know, and then... Well, so when you were hired, the plan was to have you be a diamond holder because you filmed, like you were in the pictures, you were in the pictures right. and all that. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it was really just like, as you were filming that they were like, oh, we can't have access to this. They figured it out in the middle. We knew it was a problem while we were filming. We kept pushing through, hoping that things would change. And I think in the beginning of the year, it was just like, nothing's going to change. So, you know, and I, and I totally respect Bravo for that. I get it. Yeah, that's respectable. And then like, did, did your, I mean, I know you don't know for sure, but like, does your, do you think your role then is decreased on the show? Like, are we going to see less of you like in editing because of that? Or we don't know. Don't I don't know. know. I mean, I, you know, hopefully I, I, well, I was there for everything. So they can, you know. <laughs> right. Like just, right. <laughs> I, I hope so too. I think it's like, I think you and Garcelle are both like great additions. I mean, you know, if we're only one episode in. The but first episode was just so great and fun. Like I want to see the second episode. I'm waiting for it too. It was a great episode. The way it ended. Yeah. They what's did. to come. And it's funny because I lived it and I'm still like, what's going to happen next? I can't wait. So were you, you were happy to see yourself on the screen or you were just like cringing? Like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. Um, no, I, I thought actually, you know, I thought I looked pretty cute and, and held my own. Yeah. So, you know, that's all you can do. Yeah. I thought you did well. Were you upset about the whole diamond thing or were you just like, it's the same show I filmed? Or it's you... the same show. I, yeah. I mean, it, it didn't, was I upset? Well, yeah. I mean, of course I, I was, I was disappointed, but I totally understood um, but hopefully we're going to have lots of stuff to see all year. And, you know, and who knows, it could be for the best, like baby steps. 
Yeah. And I mean, like, if you look at other franchises, I know you don't like watch them all, but like, if you look at something like Real Housewives of Atlanta, there's someone named like Marlo Hampton. She's doesn't have a peach, which is what they have instead of a diamond, but she's been on like every season more or less since the first and now they're on the 12th season and she's in the middle of like everything. So yeah. What's the difference really? Well, I guess, you know, I have have plenty of diamonds, but there is... (laughs) That that, no, I was going to say, that's literally the best answer you could possibly be giving. Yeah, I mean, I do. I have plenty of diamonds, uh, but one more would not hurt. No, it wouldn't. You as long as... You always have room for one more diamond. Seriously. Do you know... I mean, I know that they basically help you with the taglines. Do you know what your tagline would have been? No. Uh-uh. No. So Maybe... Yeah. <laughs> Maybe something with fashion. Or the concept? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I always really kind of liked, I may be Southern, but don't ring my bell. We, I kind of played around with that, but I don't know. I didn't go through the process, so I don't even know. I think they give them to you. You don't get to make up your own. I mean, they have people. I think, yeah, I think they give them to you. I mean, despite what some people think, I think it's pretty common knowledge, but that was a good one. I may, I may be Southern, but don't ring my bell. Yeah, it'll work. I like it. I like it. Is there anything else that you want to say? Like anything we didn't really get into? Lord, we've been through enough. I think we've talked about everything. I think, and you know, I was, I, I, I didn't ask you so many devious questions, so to speak. They weren't, no, no, yeah. you, you weren't, you didn't trick me that bad. No, but I, I mean, you know, of course I, I think we all have to remember, I just have to push the stay home thing. Cause I think we're all getting, serious cabin fever and I just really do urge people to stay home and stay healthy that's important and um just remember those that are less fortunate than all of us are for real like that's a really great gift to be able to help promote that I agree and I just yeah I I agree with all of that we're like in the comfort of our own homes most of us and you know to me it's like i don't know i mean i've had debates about this i am the type of person the way my mind thinks i think everything in life happens for a reason that's just the way my mind thinks right so even this like i mean i think like if people can come out of this and maybe like relate to each other one-on-one you know instead of being buried in their phones and maybe like just i think like a little step back we've just kind of gotten so out of control with technology and all this stuff like maybe that's the whole point of this. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to say this. I think we're more well, in my house, probably more into our technology and our phones. So it's, we're, I'm going to have to break them out, my children out of that habit and myself. But I think for us, it's learning not to use so many paper towels. That's you guys been going through paper towels like so rapidly. I couldn't find any paper towels. I finally found some this week. So I have been hanging like, you know, a cloth, to dry your hands off by the sink. I and get that, it. I'm like, this is called, this is called a, a hand towel. Seriously. Well, my, ha- my house looks like a Costco because I have like, oh, really, I have ordered and had delivered as if we're going to be in for about six months, which I don't think we are, but I just literally sparkling water and toilet paper. Like it literally is like, yeah, our bars mine, like mine's like that too. It's only more like the um, liquor aisle. That's good too. And wine, some mixers, important. The, you know, it's essential. Those are the essential things. 
what's your drink? Do you have a drink of choice? I forgot what you ordered at that dinner. I think it had champagne. I, oh, yeah. I, yes, the La Piscine, which is a real thing in France. Um, and it keeps you hydrated because the ice is in there. I love, I, if I drink champagne, I always have it with an ice cube and maybe sometimes a splash of vodka. But I really love um, vodka grapefruit. That's my go-to drink. Or vodka lemonade, those two. I like just vodka on the rocks or vodka in a martini glass with a... It's about time. Yes. I really appreciate you. I know you have a tight schedule. Yeah. It's time. To, it's cocktail hour. Uh, it is cocktail hour, especially for me. I'm three hours behind you. Oh, or uh, ahead yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. Behind you. I'm always three hours behind LA. Well, I've actually, I've been drinking, believe it or not, I've been drinking less in quarantine. I have, all my friends have doubled down. I am like, I've realized like, A, I'm not an alcoholic, which I've had moments where I'm not so sure. And I've just been like, I realize I'm just such a social person. But have you been drinking more? No, I I have a drinking regimen that I do. Yes, which is? Well, like there's always like around 10, I think that's okay for like your first cocktail of the day. And then I do stuff. I've been exercising. I've actually been exercising more, which surprises me. And then- Me too. Like I try to like get that. It's just consistency through the day. So just then I'm nicer. I think if you're used to having the drink at 10 a.m., you should just have it every day at 10 a.m. Like you're sticking to a schedule. You're actually doing the right thing. You know what they say? Like you should, when you monitor what time you're allowed to drink, that means you have a drinking problem. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I guess I can see that. Like, why can't you have a drink at 10? What makes 5 o'clock so special? Give 10, 10 a.m. the love, too. I agree. I feel you do what your body, like, you know, some nights you get a lot of sleep. Some nights you don't. Some nights you eat. Some days you eat like a pig. Other days you eat really healthy. I feel like you listen to your body. So if you feel okay. like you want to drink at 10 a.m., you just have it. You just have it. Don't deny yourself right now. No. Well, when you come to New York, we'll def- I'll, I'll come up to your area. Uh, we'll walk over to the Regency. It's, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot going on there. I went on a date there one time. Everybody goes on a date there, which I don't really understand because like, it's, it, I tell people all the time, like New York is really small, but the Upper East Side, like that little area is so small. So you go on a, did everyone know your business after the date? No, no, I don't think so. I, you know, I, I'm kind of anonymous. In New York. That's, that's better. Yeah. That's better. But it was a weird, you know, I'm like, why are we on a date here? It's, I think, I think Cafe Carlisle is the place you go. People, you know, it's not like bring your date there. I agree. The Regency is where you go to meet people. Cafe Carlisle is where you go for the date, I think. Like those little booths. Yeah. And you can talk and, and people aren't trying to hit on you. Yeah. The Regency, everyone is hitting on everyone. It is crazy. That's why I like going there. I like watching people try. It's so funny. It's that popcorn they serve. I have a friend that calls it like popcorn. It's the best popcorn in New York, right? So good. And that's the other thing. The Carlisle stopped making their homemade potato chips. That that really burned me. I didn't like that when they did that. Those were good. They were really good. But their cashew things are pretty good too. And so, and also at the Regency, they have like those cashews that are good. They stopped the cashews. No, why? Yes. I don't know. Like I asked and I didn't get it. They give you pretzels or popcorn. Pretzels, no. I'm out. It's a waste of a snack, right? Who wants a pretzel? I've always said this. Unless you have a good dip. I want the popcorn or like a chip. Yeah. You know, or like a warm nut. Yes. 
that's that's are good they are well that'll right. be fun definitely um meet up for a cocktail i'm always up for that we'll do it i'm gonna take a picture of you before okay. we go just in case our other stuff doesn't work out you look very nice thank you for you're chic but casual i like it it's casual friday today I like it. It looks very good. I was like, I didn't know that I needed so many um, blouses to in quarantine. Like, you've been doing a lot of interviews. I'm like, what the hell? I don't have this many blouses. But if I come out there first, we'll meet up. I'll come to the store. I'll have my champagne. I'll like. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I'll email you. Okay. And where can we find you online? Um, at thesuddenconcept.com. That my store. Yeah, your store and your Instagram. My Instagram, my Instagram is Sutton Strack. And then the store Instagram is at the Sutton Concept. Or so, it's the SuttonConcept.com. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just so, Sutton Strack. So everyone, follow Sutton, check out her store online. We've seen episode one. You're gonna get to see a lot by the time this comes out. We'll have seen a little more of Sutton. And I am just welcoming you to the franchise and keep in touch. You were fun. This is great. It's a good product. I I told you you would have a good time. You too. Having an awesome time. Thank you so much for doing this. No, thank you for having me. Y'all have a good weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear... Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.